0: Of course, the crowd wants Reed to go for it. Wouldn't be surprised if he did on out and one.
1: So, you know, as with that, time, Welcome to another stake-free edition of the 4th and 1 podcast. I'm Todd Palmer, joined by Nick Jacobs, who is not enjoying a victory stake because the Chiefs, I don't know if you're aware, did not win, Nick. Um, in fact, they very much the opposite of, of one. They got hammered, run over. What, what's your preferred... Uh, your preferred, uh, you know, verb to describe the beatdown that the Buffalo Bills put on the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Uh, Nor- at n- n- normally, when I see something like that, I call it a curb stomping. That's what we used to so, call it on our team. We call it a curb stomping.
1: Yeah, that's a very violent image. Well, oh. I mean, I'm just picturing a... American History X, like the old net Edward Norton film.
0: Yeah, we took a turn. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: So, yeah, no, I mean, look, if you want me to go into my rant immediately, I will. Yeah, go for it. Just knock it out. Let's go. <sighs> All right. So, look, the reality is this: like, there's disconnect. There's disconnect in this team. And I got a lot of people on my mention saying, Hey, Patrick Mahomes had a bad night, offense couldn't keep up. This person couldn't do this. This person couldn't do that. Here's the reality. The offense knows it has almost no margin for error on any single play. They can't have a hold. They can't have a turnover. They can't have anything to happen or they're going to be behind the eight ball. So they press a lot now and the explosive plays are gone. So they're having to be methodical about it. And then being methodical about it, that leads to the opportunity of more errors. And if you look at the Chiefs receivers and what they're doing and how they're approaching things, they're immediately trying to look upfield and figure out a way to create yard create the yak, the yards after catch. That's that's what's happening on the offense. So Mahomes is pressing, and Mahomes doesn't trust the pocket. And with the way Orlando Brown's protected at the left tackle spot. I get why Mahomes doesn't exactly trust it because the defensive end he was joining us tonight wasn't elite. It wasn't a Joey Bosa type. It was a it was a middle of the road defensive end and Orlando couldn't handle his speed. So he had to hold. Cuz Orlando's got slow feet, that showed on coaches film. I you know, I said that on multiple podcasts and I was hoping his weight would get down so he could improve that. That stuff didn't improve. So the reality of it is with Orlando Brown you now see why the Ravens were willing to trade him away. And I just, we'll see how the rest of the season goes. But if the trajectory is going to be similar to what this is from a pass protection perspective, they're probably going to have to figure something else out at left tackle in 2022. Do I normally like to look ahead? No, but that's one part of the offense that they're they're going to have to think about. And they're gonna to have to think about additional receivers. They're gonna to have to think about the running back situation. Because the reality with Clyde Edwards hilarious, I know you said it on Twitter too, is Clyde Clyde was never the fastest guy coming out of college. He wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna burn down the barn doors with the athletic ability. But you thought over time he would improve with the running backs coach, Deleland McCullough, and you thought that there would be some stuff there that they could turn him into their own version of Brian Westbrook as the, as Red Veach stated at the press conference, but the reality of it is right now, ever since Clyde had that ankle and hip injury in that saints game, he has looked even slower to me than he did before. And that's concerning. And then depending what his knee injury is that may cause even more problems. So at that point you have a first round pick that, athletically maybe struggling even more down the road than what he was before now defensively i found it interesting the press conference when patrick mahomes was asked about taking team's best shots and things of that nature and he was very he very sternly snapped into it and said that hey i want to take team's best shots if you want to be super bowl champion that's what that's what i want And Patrick is that type of competitor. Defensively, I don't see a lot of guys that are those type of competitors. And in 2019, Mike Pinnell and Emmanuel Ogba helped this And and Kendall Fuller helped out this offense a lot, or excuse me, the defense from that becoming an issue. And if you take a look at the Chiefs pass rush, look. You can't rush with four and win uh, with the Chiefs defensive line the way it is. Whether Chris Jones was or wasn't out there, he may have made some plays tonight. But I don't think that – I don't think they get Josh Allen off a spot enough regardless. So, it is what it is. They got to run twists. They got to run stunts. They got to move that defensive line – the offensive line to different levels. They've got to get all those things done if they're serious – about winning.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, the the defense's problems are well-known and obviously not having Chris Jones, not having Tavarius Ward didn't help. Um, you know, Willie gay was still limited. He, he was back. It was good to see him out there. He made a couple tackles. Um, his speed showed up in, in some spots, but I think overall that defense needs to get more speed built in at a lot of different levels. Um, I mean, that's the name of the game. You know, passing's the name of the game in the NFL on the offensive side. Speed's the name of the game on the defensive side, I think Um, certainly at the linebacker and in the secondary level, the Daniel Sorensen situation, man, I, I look, I'm right there with fans. I don't understand like, like why he's playing deep safety, you know? uh, I mean, surely the chiefs know, have seen what, what fans have seen for years, what people who've watched the film have seen. He he can't, he's not a good cover guy. He's just not, I mean, he's, 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 he's a glorified weak side linebacker, you know, he's at his best coming downhill. Uh, he can still thump guys. You can still bring him on the blitz, but if you're asking him to cover, you know, more than five yards down the field, he's going to get beat and it doesn't matter who it, I mean, it's Stefan Diggs is a no brainer. Um, he gave up a 61 yarder there. Dawson, I mean, he just gave up on the coverage. You know, he thought, he thought Dawson Knox had, Run out of real estate at the sideline and just stop covering him. Meanwhile, Knox decided to take his route vertical, and and the Chiefs look like fools. Um, and, and I'm not putting this whole game on on his shoulders. I mean, look, Patrick Mahomes threw two more interceptions. You know, they you know they had two more fumbles. Um, you know, one on a on a drop snap by Mahomes. So there's a lot of blame to go around for for what happened to the Chiefs um, in this one. I, I do want to know though. I mean, when you look at it, are are you hitting panic yet? Because I mean, one of their losses came to a team that's four and one. Um, they're all there, you know, and the chargers only loss came against the undefeated Arizona Cardinals. Another loss came against another team that's four and one. They that 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 loss to Pittsburgh in the in the opener looks even more inexplicable uh with each passing game for Buffalo. But look, I mean, sometimes teams just get beater in this season. Um, you know, and then I mean, you look at the, the you know, the, 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 Ravens are a good football team. You know, they've, you know, they're what, I think three and one at this point, um, heading into Monday nights. Um, and, uh, you know, it, and they've beaten the Cleveland Browns who are three and two, their only losses coming to the chiefs and Chargers. Are you hitting panic yet? Or do you still think that this is a good football team by NFL standards that, that will be in the playoff race and can still get back in the AFC West race?
0: I think that is a decision that the defense is going to have to figure out the defensive coaching staff, the defensive players. They're going to have to decide if they want to build off some of those plays at the end of the, of the, uh, the Buffalo game, they're going to have to decide if they want to get more creative and how they rush the passer. They're going to have to decide how much they're willing to change, how much they're going to dictate what the offense does rather than just sending for dropping back or playing the, or playing the pattern match stuff. Cause I'm telling you right now what teams are doing, they're destroying that pattern match. They're literally destroying it on purpose. They know exactly how to attack the chiefs with a pattern match. Cause they know which corners can do it effectively and which can't and which route combinations they can destroy teams with. And that's what they're doing. And if you see that week after week on tape, then you do something about it. If you see that your front four can't rush the passer, you do something about it. Like the reality of this is, is this, the defensive line, they will attack the offensive line, run into them, and then just kind of stand there. There's, there's literally almost no counter moves. There's no combination of moves to try to, to, try to manipulate the, the defensive line. They had these same issues back in 2019, and what did they do in Denver? They started bringing blitzes. The, the game that Mahomes got hurt, they started bringing blitzes. They started running twists, TE stunts, games, all that type of stuff, and they made it work. So the, the thing that they got to figure out is if they, is if they can't do those things, if they don't feel like they have an athletic enough defensive line to do those things. They're going to have to blitz five, if not six on every, you know, they have to bring five or six on every single play. That's what they're going to have to do. And they may get burned for first downs. They may get burned for bigger plays, but guess what? That's going to happen no matter what. Right. So you got to decide if you want to, because I mean, you and I, you know, I know you put it up on Twitter. Those two deep throws that Josh Allen had, what happened? He never got off his spot. He was able to survey it, wait for it, and then chuck it downfield. That's when that dude is at his best.
1: And one, he had rolled out to the right, but, but there was no pressure. Like Josh Allen didn't have somebody in his face. He wasn't running for his life. He wasn't under duress. And then the times
0: that he did, he threw that into, you know, the intentional grounding and he got panicky and that's who that quarterback is. So against good defenses, they're going to bring that type of heat. And then that's going to be, and then he's going to have some issues.
1: He gets much more pedestrian. That's for sure. Um, And look, he he could do whatever he wanted in that game. I mean, he he ran the ball at will at the Chiefs. Um, it's I don't know. It's it's hard to get fr- I I actually saw some things I liked from the Chiefs defense. Like like Byron Pringle fumbles the ball. I I pretty much just chalked that up as a touchdown for the Bills. <laughs> And instead, they got to stop. I mean, that's where they got the intentional grounding. They pushed them back. They actually forced them out of field goal range and forced them into a punt. You know, they got, they forced punts. And I think the first three drives of the second half, um, you know, I mean, the defense did some good things. Now, they still gave up 38 points and they still got, they still got fire roasted uh, on some big plays. But, but there was enough there for me to feel like um, that. That they took a step forward in some respects today, or I at least saw some things that gave me hope. Um, you know, for the the next twelve games of the season. Um, you know, the the bigger issue to me, I think, is, uh, you know, is also looking at the offense, though, because we've seen this offense now commit eleven turnovers in the last in the last fifteen quarters. Uh, well, really, in the last fourteen. Um, and you know Patrick Mahomes has as many interceptions this year as he did all of last year. He's got more interceptions already this year than he had um, in 14 games in 2019 when they won the Super Bowl. Um, now some of them aren't his fault, um, and he's taken ownership of it. But when you have a defense that can't get stops and can't force turnovers, because the defense hasn't had a turnover since Tyron Matthews' second interception with a minute 24 to go in the first quarter against Baltimore. They've gone 15 quarters without getting any turnovers at all. Meanwhile, the offense is giving it away like it's candy at Halloween. They're minus 11 in the last 15 quarters in the turnover battle. You're going to be a bad football team. You're going to be one in three when you're playing that poorly. Um, and, and the fact that, I mean, it's no mystery what teams are trying to do to the Chiefs right now. Like they're, they're, they're going back to the two deep, um, you know, and then what the bills, you know, wh- whether it's getting physical, you know, doubling Tyreek or get, and then getting physical with with Travis Kelsey um, in his route and at the line of scrimmage, I mean, and forcing other guys to beat you. There's just no mystery to it. The bills, what the bills were able to do was was get enough pressure with their front four that they could squeeze the, you know, drop back with seven and and, and squeeze everything down. I don't think everybody's going to be able to do that. I think other teams are going to have to take more chances and blitz a little bit more at times um, than the Bills had to tonight. But the formula is there, you know, that that if you force the Chiefs to be patient, um, they will either force the ball down the field, they will tip a ball and, and uh, you know, and or they'll get a penalty, whatever it is, they will beat themselves. They They will not be able to march up and down the field consistently on you. You know, the Eagles, for whatever reason, went away from that formula and decided to let Tyreek Hill beat him, and Tyreek Hill gladly did. I, I don't think anybody else is going to do that. I, I think I think you you know exactly what the Washington football team's defense is going to do. They're going to rush four, and they're going to make Patrick Mahomes take the check down and beat him, because especially because that's the way their defense is built, and that's what Ron Rivera is going to do. And the Chiefs have got to figure out a way to counter that. They've got to figure out a way to be disciplined enough to still move the football in those circumstances. And that was, that was as concerning to me tonight, watching that football game as anything the defense did was you talk about the, the pass rush, not having, you know, counter moves and not being able to, you know, to adjust. I, I didn't see much adjustment from the defense, um, you know, and, and uh, when you turn the ball over and drop the football as often as they did today, I mean, you see what happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, there, there's – like I said, there, there's a disconnect in there. And I don't – I don't know where it's all coming from. I just know Patrick Mahomes has a certain mentality, and that dude is competitive, and that dude wants to win at everything. And the way I see some of those guys play, I just don't see that that same level from some guys and that that frustrates me and i'm i'm sure that probably fr- would frustrate some other players but i i don't know i mean there's deficiencies like i said before there, there there's deficiencies they have on that roster and they're going to have to change some things on defense they're going to have to do some stuff differently if they genuinely want to have a a better defense and be a little bit more competent. Like you said, they're at some point they've got to decide what they want to do with Daniel Sorensen and Ben Nieman. Like they've got to put the, the best athletes at every position possible and put them in ways that they'll succeed. When Chris Jones comes back from his wrist injury, he's got to go to the three tag defensive tackle. I'm sorry, but Jaron Reed's not getting any push and I don't see it getting any better like there's a reason Seattle let him go and we're starting to find out why with each passing game. There's a reason the Seahawks are willing to trade Frank Clark to Kansas City and we're seeing why with each passing year how things are declining in the way he's had starting to have hamstring issues and things of that nature. So there's there they just they're going to have to start making some changes and they're they're going to have to try something different cuz they can't keep doing the same things over and over again on defense because that defense should not be putting that much pressure on Patrick Holmes and the offense to feel like they cannot fail in any way, shape, or form. Because at least with the 2018 defense, they at least forced turnovers a handful of times and they at least had a pass rush. that got some pressure. They at least had that. You at least could have some potential sacks that would have happened in some of those, in some of those games where the chiefs even would force some turnovers with Marcus Peters, with Alan Bailey, It was some of those other guys like we're at a point right now where at times I feel like this Chiefs 2021 defense is worse than the 2018 defense. And I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just kind of stunned that it looks like the defense has progressively gotten worse, despite how many guys have remained in the scheme for multiple years.
1: How much of this do you put on on Brett V? Because obviously, at the end of the day, he decided to give Frank Clark the contract that is now um, weighing this team down. I mean, he's, I think, the third highest paid defensive player in the NFL right now, Um, and and he's clearly not performing like it. But if you look back, uh, you know, at at the draft history, I mean, you know, they, they went almost all defense in, in his first draft in 2018, Breland Speaks, Derek Nottie, Dorian O'Daniel, Armani Watts, and, and Traymond Smith, who was a, they were trying to convert to corner. He'd been a wide receiver. Um, not a lot of production from that class, right? Um, the next year, you got Juan Thornhill. He gets injured. You know, that one, that one's rough, but, you know, Colin Saunders, Rashad Fenton. I mean, you at least got some guys who are, who are productive, but, Willie Gay Jr., Legarius Sneed, you know, Michael Dana, Bo Pete Keys. I mean, they're, you know, you, Nick Bolton, jo, you know, Joshua Kando this year. I mean, look, there's, they, they haven't gotten much out of the draft. Th- that's certainly not impact type guys. Um, unless you want to put Legarius Snead in that category, uh, you know, and I think the jury may still be out on Willie Gay, maybe Nick Bolton too, but, They just haven't gotten many impact guys, and and that's part of why they end up having to sign these retread veterans or making a trade for a guy like a Frank Clark. And you know, and and I mean, so how much does Veach uh how much responsibility do you lay at his feet for the problems with the defense right now?
0: That's the question that I think is gonna keep coming up with each and every loss, with each and every time the Chiefs defense struggles, I think those. Those questions are going to continue to be asked, and those drafts are going to continue to be brought up, and those roster moves are going to continue to be brought up. Because when you look at this bigger picture now, outside of the Jerry Sneed, from an athletic athletic perspective, and maybe Willie Gay, depending on if he can stay healthy, you have guys that have really struggled athletically and haven't measured up to what the expectations were for some of those guys. So so the The reality of it is like they, what they've drafted should be doing significantly better and having much more of an impact than it does. So the fact that it doesn't, they have to ask the question why? <clears throat> why didn't it work out? What do we have to do differently? What do we have to do scouting wise so that this doesn't happen again? And then how does it get fixed going forward? Those are the questions that they've got to ask themselves from a scouting perspective, if they don't, if, and if they can't get it figured out, then that's, that's going to be a problem and they're going to waste at some point, they're going to waste some of Patrick Mahomes prime years like that. that's just kind of the reality at that point. And right now what this team is at the end of the day is to put it bluntly is being held up by Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and the interior offensive line, for the most part. And then when Chris Jones is healthy and doesn't have his wrist injury, he can make some plays. But that's what this—that's what this team is based on. So if you start losing some of that, especially if you lose Hill or Kelsey, well, defenses are gonna—defenses are gonna feast on Patrick Mahomes at that point.
1: So yeah, that that hit Kelsey took late in the game, I. I, I was very concerned.
0: <laughs> As you should be, because I was a – people say it wasn't deliberate, but I feel like Poyer knew what he was doing. He knew how to turn that shoulder properly to connect with that helmet and have an IV helmet-to-helmet contact. So he still got the flag for it, but I'm sorry, but I, I 100% believe that dude knew what he was doing. And the Bills wanted their payback they came out and got their revenge they decimated the chiefs in a lot of different ways and that football team has got a lot of questions it's got to answer and i don't know how many of those answers they're going to be able to get before 2021 is over i know it's five games into the season but it just seems like you're watching the same thing over and over again
1: yeah, no, I agree. And and look, though, I I will say I <clears throat> I think Buffalo is certainly right now one of the one of the top two or three teams in the AFC, um, and so, but, I mean, Buffalo is gonna is, is gonna beat up on a lot of teams this year. So I'm not, I guess, I'm still not completely hitting panic quite yet because I think the Chiefs still have a chance to be better at the end of the season than they are now, um, but. Look, you've got back-to-back road games now um, at Washington and at Tennessee. Like, if you can't get it done in those games, you know, and and you can't beat the the Giants, um, you know, when when the Giants come to town uh, for that Monday night game, November 1st, like, if you aren't sitting there 5-3 and um, as the calendar goes into November – then I, I think it's fair to start questioning whether this is a playoff team at that point. Like, I mean, if they're sitting there at four and four, um, you know, and still having to face the bulk of the AFC West schedule. So got the Packers and Cowboys. I, I mean, you're, I think you're staring at seven or eight losses, and I don't know if they are a playoff team at that point.
0: They've, like I said, they've got a, they've got a lot that they've got to get figured out, and they've got a right at this point. So they've, they've dug themselves quite the hole, unfortunately. And I know people can say, well, hey, if they didn't turn over the ball in the Ravens game or if they didn't turn the ball over a handful of times in the Chargers game, things are different. In all honesty, yes, they may have won those games if those things don't happen, but the deficiencies are still there. And I think another big part of the overall problem right now is I just – I feel like there's – it really bothered me when the defense was down 18 – and they they were celebrating, just making positive plays. Like I'm not saying that's not awesome that you made a positive play, but you're still down 18. Like where where were those before? Yeah. Like it just I don't know that just that just kind of bothered me. And then when Fenton kind of did the whole, you know, whenever Fenton did the whole pose in front of uh in front of the receiver, I'm like, dude, you're you're just lucky that they didn't call you for taunting right there. And like you know, and, and like he doesn't he didn't think of that. And like those. Those type of things just bother me to where I'm, I'm just like, okay, please. I, I feel like at times this team and this roster don't understand how hard it is to win in the NFL and how much you have to do to win. And for some of them, it came easy too much. And they think that that's just the norm. And they're finding out this year that it's not the norm. And they're finding out what happens when teams have a bullseye on them and how hard they're coming after them. So, what this what what the organization is finding out right now. They're finding out who the competitors on their roster are and then they're also finding out the guys that are just okay with average to below average.
1: Well, and look, the Chiefs have played 3 games at home this year. They've been down by Double digits at halftime in all three of those games. So I, there's definitely something to that. I think that, you know, I think especially at home that, that, you know, the Chiefs just think, hey, you know, I mean, we got Patrick Mahomes and nobody's going to, you know, nobody comes into our house and beats us. And, you know, I mean, granted, look, Cleveland, the Chargers, and, and the Buffalo Bills are three of the better teams in the AFC, but they've come in and slobber knocked the Chiefs in the first half of all those games. And, um, it's almost like they kind of sleepwalk into it and just expect that that teams are gonna, you know, gonna just say, oh gosh, they got they got Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and Patrick Mahomes. How can we possibly win? And and look, I mean, like you said, I mean, um, everybody comes in wanting to give you the best shot. I, I love the fact that Patrick Mahomes, like you referenced it before, um, said that he welcomes that challenge. He wouldn't have it any other way. That you know he he wants to be prepared for the playoffs and, and he wants everybody's best shot. He's fine with that. But unless the rest of the guys like man up and and, and embrace that as well, um and, and start playing with that urgency, I you know, who knows? I mean, I mean Tyreek Hill said after the Eagles game that he didn't have the right mindset against the Ravens or the Chargers. Um, you know, I mean that that's concerning, you know, that you know, if you're game, you know, weeks two and three of the season when you expect to be a Super Bowl contender and and guys are talking about needing, you know, needing to fix their mindset and stuff like that. And then they come out and have a game like this a week later.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I said at the end of the day, winning in the NFL is really, really hard. And the margin for error is can be very minimal at times. The Chiefs over the past two years have gotten away with times at the margin being bigger because of how much Patrick Mahomes could do the league is taking certain things away to frustrate that offense. And they're attacking a lot of the deficiencies. So with all those things combined, I mean, they're finding out what their roster is and isn't made of over these, over these next handful of
1: games. And, and look, I mean, full credit to the bills. They did a great job with with the way they deployed their guys to kind of um, upset the, the option routes and some of the things that the chiefs chiefs do. Um, I, you know, I mean, I think that accounts for a lot of the, the miscommunication, you know, I mean, Patrick Mahomes was expecting guys to read the coverage the same way that he did and they didn't. And so balls were short balls were long, you know, it, it, it looked disjointed, but I think some of that you give credit to the bills for being able to disguise things and confuse those option routes. And I think those are things that Andy Reed can, can figure out how to fix, but I mean, we keep saying this every week. Yeah, oh, these things are fixable. These things are fixable. But at some point, if they don't fix them, then then maybe they, you know, they either don't have the right mix of, of players and coaches this year, and, and they really aren't fixable for this group. I
0: think. I think my bigger concern is that, you know, there was talk of them trying to go twenty and zero this year. That that was the goal. <laughs> And and I'm not bashing Mahomes on that. Like that, that's what you want from your quarterback. That's the type of competitor you want. Unfortunately, I just don't think a lot of other guys on that team have that level of intensity and commitment and focus to that type of stuff. So, it you know, it just it's frustrating to see. It's unfortunate to see, but I'm just happy the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. On our roster, I'm happy to have Tyreek Hill. I'm happy to have Travis Kelsey, but I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna pretend these first five weeks haven't been frustrating to watch.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, some injury news obviously. Clyde Edwards Hilaire left the game with a knee injury. Um, you know, the, the Chiefs will, will provide more details, but certainly didn't look like uh, you know, he certainly looked like he, he, I wouldn't count on him being available for a few weeks, I'll put it that way. You know, Joe Tooney had a broken hand, they said, after the game. Um, you know, so there's some injury concerns there. Um, uh, how how worried are you about Edward Solaire being gone? he had a couple good games, but he was not having a great game um, on Sunday against the Bills when he got hurt. Um, but you comfortable with with Darrell Williams and, and Jarek McKinnon? I, I know McKinnon's a guy you and I. Would have liked to seen more of those these first five weeks as it is so
0: i mean clyde Clyde was struggling with that with that rebuilt offensive line he was struggling to attack the hole on a regular basis he was struggling because I mean the holes were there i mean yeah. they, like they like they they were there to be had like some of those runs that he struggled to get six yards on could have easily gone for twenty twenty five maybe even thirty, depending on it so it you know. Like, I mean, you saw the difference whenever Tyreek took off on that one counter that they ran, just how quickly, how different that explosiveness was. And just that, that level of explosiveness, just how different it was behind that offensive line. So, I mean, look, I, I'm, I, hope, I hope he's all right. I hope he feels okay. I hope everything's better. I just don't think there's going to be – I just don't see a massive drop in production coming with his absence.
1: Right, no, and the the tell. I mean, when you see the stretch play they ran, and Clyde Edwards-Helaire gets run down for a tackle for a loss by by the linebacker, and then you, then you, then you watch Josh Josh Allen outrun the angle on two Chiefs defenders to get a first down that was ultimately called back uh, on a on a I'll, I'm going to call it a phantom holding penalty on Mitch Morse there. Um, um, I mean that that's not a good look when your defense is is too slow to get to a get to a quarterback, but your running back is, is not fast enough to beat a linebacker um, to the sideline. There, there's, there's an imbalance in what the modern NFL (laughs) requires from your team there. Um, uh, Last thing I wanted to ask about, um, do you have a problem with the Frank Clark penalty there? And and do, do you think the Chiefs still had, you know, a chance, like if, if that if that Rashad Fenton interception stands up and the Chiefs can punch it in, make it a four-point game, can they bail that one out of the fire? Are are you are you upset with that one? Are you ready to write an angry letter to the NFL officiating office?
0: I mean, I I didn't agree with the call. But yeah. I mean, because the reality of it was, in my opinion, Frank let up on him and it wasn't below the waist. And I hate to say this, and I'm going to slander your boy a little bit, but Mitch Morris did push him into Allen and continued to push him.
1: Right. That's yeah. So no, like, no, I mean,
0: yeah. so I mean, like, the reality was Frank wasn't driving him in. Mitch Morris was driving Frank Clark into his own quarterback. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, you know, so that that's where you need that. You need the you need the replay ref with the eye in the sky type of time. That's that's where you need the additional ref. Like that. That's where that needs to happen. Just like you need to happen on the McCole Hardman catch where he was actually in bounds and they called him out, which just all these little nuances and media and fans have better access to the technology and where refs did or did or did get them right or did get them wrong. And we're getting that in, almost in real time and they're making the split snap decisions to where I think technology has passed the, the human eye from an officiating perspective and the NFL needs to figure out a way to balance it or this problem is going to get worse and people are just going to continue to complain about the product even more.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to see yellow Hankies getting thrown onto the field in my sleep tonight. Um, You know, like I was back in college and playing a video game for too long, you know, like it was just the repetitiveness was, was, uh, was, was rough. And look, I mean, turnovers scores you know like you talked about the out of bounds plays those are all things that can change a game and those are all reviewable but that's a situation where i i it, i don't know whether the chiefs would have pulled that game out and frankly the chiefs didn't deserve to win that football game uh, but they could have they they could have turned the tide there and and I, I you know the the refs kind of you know uh finished that one off there so it is what it is man all right well on to washington um and uh boy i'll tell you what the chiefs lose that one and we're gonna have some real problems
0: (laughs) i'll start taking a look at the film on monday and tuesday and see where my level of panic needs to be for the week because i just knew i knew coming into this game with the with the cheese, uh, with the cheese pass rush versus Josh Allen, I didn't think they're gonna be able to get him off a spot. And I knew with the time he's gonna have, he was gonna, he was gonna get some explosive plays on him, and he did. And Spagnuolo didn't really bring blitzes until the game started getting out of hand. And so, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but hey, nothing I can do about it.
1: Well, that's the thing. You you kind of mentioned it earlier that the Chiefs are going to have to start doing other things. I mean, the bottom line is they're not getting stops and they're not creating game-changing plays by forcing, you know, quarterbacks to throw the ball early or or, or getting hits, you know, maybe getting a strip sack, things like that. So, yes, if you blitz more, maybe they beat you over the top and Stefan Diggs has a 70-yard touchdown and that adds, ends up being the difference in the game. But would that be any more frustrating – than watching Stefan Diggs beat Daniel Sorensen over the top, or Dawson Knox beating Daniel Sorensen over the top when you're also not blitzing, I mean, it, at least one way it feels like one, it's something new, so it looks like you're trying to 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 fix the problem, and two, at least it gives you more of a chance to create some turnovers, create some some negative plays that just aren't they're not coming from from the style you're playing right now.
0: It is what it is, man. I wish I could tell you something different, but until I start seeing them really wanting to change things up defensively at positions players are playing and also at how the level that they want to attack at and try to dictate the tempo of the quarterback and rattle them, then, you know,
1: I'm just going to keep saying it is what it is. All right. Well, this podcast is what it is, Um, and what it is is over Nick Jacobs. Alright, I wish you the best. I really do. All right. Take care of it.